What's up, everybody, and welcome to Strange Happenings, baby. Hello. Strange Happenings. I'm your host, Mikey, and as always, Bub. with us, our co-host, Bub. We got our producer, Stoner, on the ones and twos. Yep. Hitting all the magical buttons. He's got a lot of buttons the back there. A lot of buttons. Sometimes like the we'll Willy a, Wonka of buttons. We'll have a little camera that's just posted up eventually of <clears throat> Stoner's whole world back there. He showed me one yesterday from his stream deck, right, Stone? You could he, he could pull his Spotify in, and on that little block, yeah. it'll show the song and scroll. Yeah, yeah. And then there's a like button and all that. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I You're understand. that. that? I oh, understand wow. the obsession a little bit now because I, you know, obviously I don't have a stream deck. I don't know what I would do with one yet because I don't. Oh, need they're it. great tools. But uh, it's really streaming. cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, but pilot episode of Strange Happenings. This is a concept we've been trying to kind of unravel. We had a few times that we were trying to, you know, uh, kind of figure out what this was, and and really it's just a bunch of stuff that we came across the last few weeks on the internet. Well, we talk a lot, it. right? We talk about all we this talk kind about of stuff, stuff a lot in the office when we're just hanging out but it might not make a show um yeah so you, you know, know or it might be something that you know we're working on or looking into or it's just reinforcing or there's so much and as we there's go so much that's happening we all can the stay time more current right there's something that's always going on right like it's non-stop so and if anybody out there wants to hit us up with some strange happenings yep uh put some things on our radar and we can talk about it on the show give you a shout out um, but, uh, get some business out of the way. Um, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter. We are on, uh, oh, by the way, we have a special guest in studio, Ruben, AKA Scoobin. Uh, he's been kind of just pacing around, uh, but he'll be yeah. hanging out with us, providing uh, moral support and being our strange road mascot for tonight. He'll be on the look for treats. So. I might uh, have to jump off camera from time to time. I might have to grab that food. <laughs> He's got a strong sense of smell. <laughs> and we are on Spotify, all the major podcast platforms. Yeah. Apple Podcasts, Check it Google out. Podcasts. Um, we've got a lot of YouTube shorts and stuff we've been having fun with here lately. Yeah. Um, we've been kind of doing, trying to do uh, a little bit more on YouTube to, um, you know, just try to get the word out about what we're doing. Uh, Instagram has been blowing up lately. So thank you to all the guys, David, yeah. uh, all the folks that have been reaching out, uh, been chatting with uh, a lot of other podcasters here lately. Uh, yeah. Killed, yeah. Yeah. So uh, love Joel the Thomas comments, and, love interacting with people. Yep. Um, I'm on Twitter a lot. Mikey doesn't do that as much. So I handle a lot of that. But that's fun for me, too. You know, I just like engaging with people, um, Bub's interacting, trying, trying to get, get some to, stories, trying to get to a uh, thousand followers on our, our Twitter account. A thousand followers going? on Twitter. Kyle said going? he'll take me to a steak dinner. <laughs> How's it going? It's yep, not 35, going well. 35? I, we have maybe 65. <laughs> okay. We so have maybe 65. The Strange right? Road account we use to... On Twitter. Uh, hopefully from Instagram, post things to Twitter. I don't know if it gets there all the time because the... I put it, things the, from Instagram on Twitter. And, yeah. yeah. If you tag it to me and But we usually auto-post to, to yeah. Twitter from Instagram, but sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Well, uh, I think you've, you know, we've got new stuff we're making and we've got old stuff that you've done before. That you guys have from previous shoots Bring and previous experiences, and just we've had we've had yep. a number of shows before we kind of came back out and rebranded it again, and yep. now I think we have the the actual setup that's going to work. Yeah, and if you guys um, haven't gone through our 
previous episodes. Yeah, check them out. Uh, we we had a studio. Uh, we had a studio, Little Bro Zone, on the third floor. Yeah, where we kind of started all this uh, yeah. during the pandemic, and then kind of grew out of that with that, towards the end of 2020, moved into a much bigger space. So literally, we were rocking and rolling in that little studio putting out episodes kind of getting a feel for the whole podcast world and trying um, to figure out the layout of the show yep you know <laughs> makes me think of writing music yeah you think it's going to be easy Some until you have works. to write a song and then you're like man all i'm doing is making a song i've played a bunch of them but to do it on your own and like really figure out your vibe and tempo and and you know topic base and just overall length and whatever you know it I think we kind of have a flexible nature. That's why we kind of want to do this as well. And I think it's also hard for people to understand that we're a podcast show, but we're also a live podcast show slash we make media. We We, just, yeah. We're kind of, you know, we got a lot of different tentacles going in different directions. And and, uh, this has been one that, again, now that it's kind of like shaped up, yeah, we're we're going pretty hard at it. It's been fun. Yeah, it's been fun. It's but been great. We, we also, you know, live events and right uh, doing. Uh, it'd be a dream to do our own conference, virtual events. That's, Those are things that, that we've been be the goal really we kind of sharpening yeah. our skills over the last five years to, um, you know, bring a really cool live stream experience, broadcast experience to some of these alternative festival this, worlds. You want to hear the pitch? Um, this would be the pitch. Yeah. This is easy as it goes. You just bring somebody in here and tell them this is just our podcast studio. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then go. Now, if we had a budget and we had a venue, imagine what we could do for you. Yep. And just from this. This is just for a hobby and for fun. But going after subject matters that we really enjoy, right? Ohio right, one hundred percent. Conference, and yeah. Some of the regional ones, I would, you know, we're starting to reach out to. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of good ones. There's there's quite a few that I want to get to, and I'm just now hearing about and kind of. Justin Jay told my us ears about to that corner in, of the Encounter Quest. Encounter Quest. Uh, Encounter Quest. That's April first. <clears throat> uh, Justin from Cryptos of the Corn. What's up, buddy? Hey, what's up, Justin and Jay? Uh, still reeling from that episode. <laughs> We're getting a great response from that episode. The too, Sky Beast those was guys. great. Um, but uh, you know, we got turned on to Encounter Quest. There's the Small Town Monsters event that's right uh, happening. I believe it's March uh, up in Canton. So there's a lot of stuff regionally that you know CryptidCon was sweet um but you know i think it'd be uh really cool to see um how we can fit into some of these local or regional uh conferences like i'm saying i think the the proof of concept is already there yeah and and not saying we did it all on our own but helped with an event of pretty large scale and proportion Mm mm-hmm and you that was before like 10 more of those. Right. And that was really before <laughs> understanding how to really streamline even that and do it, you know, efficiently. And, and oh, my God, we're so much we're right. grown. That's we'll what I'm saying. That and I think that even went well, real well. Right. So think about that, you know, and that's what I would say. Like, I think the other thing is, is trying to help some of the uh, conferences and organizations understand our goal is to help. We want to amplify your message. We want to amplify your audience. We want people that you know audience. that can't make it or don't want to get up and drive or fly or whatever they've got to do. They still want to hear you. They still want to see you. That's possible. That's yeah. very possible. Yeah. And then your your reach is just you know. I mean, it's the same with social media and anything else. You know, 
yep. without it, you know, your voice can only go so far. And so it's just kind of amplifying your message. Yeah. And it's been fun reaching out and talking to a couple other oh, yeah. podcasters out there, the Hollow Sky guys, yeah. um, the, you know, uh, Bigfoot Society, Jeremiah and some of those guys. Yeah. Um, Love Bigfoot. It's been, um, it's been fun kind of. Um, you know, I would love to, a lot of the guys are regional, uh, we have quite a few other shows and, uh, right. you know, start kind of mixing it up with everybody is, uh, would be so awesome. Well, I mean, um, and we all love these stories. We all love these accounts, right? Yeah. It's fun. I mean, that's why having cryptids of the corn, Justin and Jay on was great because it's like super fun. It's fantastic. I mean, it's such a knowledge base and also, you know, just guests that they've had and just different encounters and experiences and stories. That's and so right. It helps. It helps. That's so what, what I love that. What do we want to start off with here? It looks like we got this article that you found, Bub, on Twitter. And it's I Coast don't to know Co- much about came it. Came from Coast to Coast AM. Well, uh, they they're 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 reporting it from somewhere else, but yeah, it's on Coast to Coast AM. Um and I got it from our Twitter feed, but a weird video that's Apparently showing a mermaid. And they're not sure where it was filmed. Wash ashore. Could be Kenya. Could it, be... Uh, but here it says spotted in uh, Ukanda, Dianli, which, um, you know, South Africa, Kenya. Is, is that where that's weird. at? I'm not sure. That's what it says in the Can article below. we get a confirmation below. on that stone? Ukunda, <clears throat> Diani. I mean, it, you know what? In a weird way, I thought, man, that's a weird fish, and it somehow ate this boy. I mean... And then I was like, I don't know, maybe it's Bollywood. You know, you never can tell. It's very strange, though, that people would just be standing around. The fins kind of look like they're, I mean. They look like they're trying to do stuff. What are they doing now? Everybody's just, if this is real, I mean, everybody's just kind of like, this poor thing's just wiggling around. I will say, I wouldn't I wouldn't find this uh, not that it's a mermaid and i wouldn't find that unbelievable but i wouldn't be surprised at people doing something like this in a reaction of not helping it right because there are great examples of i think there's like dolphins right little dolphins that get up onto the beach somehow people start taking selfies with it dead right yeah that thing lives in the water like you know just people do (laughs) kind of dumb things sometimes so i i don't know what to make of this i mean this could be a very elaborate costume designer you know her legs could be just hanging out in the the, that bottom half i mean to me it kind of looks a little animatronic but i mean that's a big hollywood prop designer i mean it looks good if it's fake but i mean it doesn't seem cgi does it do you think it seems cgi Uh, seems more like so tough to tell anymore i mean come on like uh, animatronic i I couldn't even give you an honest answer on what's freaking me out they're They're kind of moving independently is it causing any more? That's so strange. But, but I wonder, ultimately, do they do anything with it? I think I'm I mean, just that's pretty them. much it. They're all just hovering around this thing. All right, here's a what-if situation. You're <laughs> you're on the beach, or you take a catamaran out, or whatever. You're a sailor, or you know, like one of these people that goes and does these one-person kayak canoe trips. Right. Like this dude just did like 3,000 miles across whatever channel oh, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. I, it was insane. Something like, like that, that pops right up in the there, water. Like You're the up. only person on that body of water. Right. You think? You don't think this could? So mermaids have been since we've been sailing. I mean, Magellan going back to yeah, but they way I thought they way always far kind of back. accounted that to like uh, 
That's the story. Manatees. Of the, the Kraken. They thought mermaids. manatees were people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those tales go back. I mean, maybe they had a couple drinks at sea. <laughs> maybe they had scurvy. Yeah, I mean, they, I'm not. Those guys are probably seeing stuff. I mean, you're on the sea for what? I don't know. A month at a time. I That's think you're going to lose you yourself nuts. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I'd be right. No. Um, and then we have this is this was a Vice article. Uh, up next here. Real quick, do you remember a couple of years ago they made like the fake documentary about the mermaids? Oh, yeah. I was just going to actually, I was going to say that I didn't want to go like too far into a tangent, but. No, just a quick one because my, my oldest niece. Our buddy Max was convinced. My oldest that niece was, real. was really thrilled and wanted to talk to me about it because <laughs> she knew I was kind of into this stuff. And so she brought it to me one time Boy, at a family cable TV holiday party. Straight <laughs> up lying to people. Yeah. She told me about the mermaids and I went, yeah, that's fake. And then she was a little salty with me the rest of the night. But, you know, you <laughs> got to take wanna believe. You got to hey, believe. You got to take evidence and, and do with it as you will. Hey, Scoobin. What are you doing, Rubes? Uh, so this Vice article uh, written by Nathaniel Janowitz. And it's a little bit back in November, but I thought this one was interesting. So I guess they were just out there interviewing people as the Tropical Storm Carl was forming off the coast. And they were talking to these people, uh, cities of uh, Madero and Tampico. And Beatrice Garcia, 71-year-old local, wasn't worried when she saw the news. I immediately said, they, aliens, are going to protect us. And this is what I believe and trust, and they that they exist, that there is a base, said Garcia. Local legend has it that this area in Mexico has been protected from hurricanes and other dangerous storms for over 50 years by extraterrestrials who monitor Earth from an underwater base hidden a few miles off Miramar Beach called Amupac. Amupac. Hamopak. Yeah. And Garcia, like many others here, is a believer. While the rumors of underwater alien protectors are unproven, what is certain is that Tropical Storm Carl took a sharp turn away from that part of the shoreline. All right, I got a question. And connected further south on the Gulf Coast of Mexico, causing <laughs> floods in some places and leading to one death. Okay. I have a question. <laughs> I'm not going to say that it's not possible. Well, what I'm going to say is if aliens are there and they're in an underwater base, what does it matter what that's happens? That's popping up a lot lately. But what matter what does it matter what happens to the surface? Well, they have what? A, they've been in contact with these people. Is that they're, why? They're protect that's what this lady's But they they just suggesting. They're like pets to them. I wouldn't say that. I mean, I would. I wouldn't go go that far. But I'm just asking. I would I don't say understand. they probably have a relationship with the population of people. You know, this lady's saying going back 50 years. Um, and just they're helping them out. I, you know, I get it. I mean, I don't hear a and, lot of and, like. And look at the these altars, and I guess it's kind of become a, a UFO. Uh, destination you know people that are uh, ufo travel destination yeah and they're stoners showing the the trajectory of the hurricane here and it just kind of took a sharp right 
Well, okay. Headed up the coast. Maybe they got some weather manip- manipulation machines, and they just kind of steer that baby like some harp stuff or something. So Garcia said that she and a friend both saw several flying objects in a formation in the sky one evening in 1976. She told her family afterwards about it, who downplayed it and suggested that they were just airplanes. But they couldn't be planes because of how they manifested and even the formation of planes just don't do that. <clears throat> they were slow and there were lots of them. So we've got some UFOs. Hey, look at that. The next day, August 7, 1967. That's my birthday. There you go. August 7th. The local El Sol del Tampico uh, Tampico newspaper ran a story with the headline, uh, Palatlos Valderos Sobra Tampico, or Flying Saucers Over Tampico. The article claimed that thousands of inhabitants witnessed this. Um Air traffic control, those guys are always, it seems like air traffic control guys, they haven't been able to talk for a long time. I don't I mean, think that they Unsolved do, Mysteries yeah. uh, episode that of the uh, weather radar yeah. was it the, in Michigan yeah. over the um, the Great Lakes yeah. where tons, like hundreds if not thousands of people saw these UFO, these lights splitting, coming back together. He sat there and pinged them on radar for like three, four hours. And I mean, but his job, just, they made him move. People don't want... Right. Did he get time, anything good to happen 90s. out of that? I mean, no. Unsolved Mysteries isn't a show to, you know, snub your nose at. But, but now he's coming out and telling a story later to and, Unsolved Mysteries because he couldn't previously talk about it. I get it. That's and what I'm saying. And now it's is, more accepted. So, you know... There's probably more people like that. Oh, There's got to be more people like that. So if you're out there, what are you doing? Let's hear about it. Oh, well, let's see. That's the crux of it. I would like to hear your story. Maybe we'll just blur your face out. I don't want you to have a, you know, to get ostracized I mean, and shunned you know how many from air life. traffic control guys probably have had, had to have a zip NDAs, you know, signing documents saying they won't talk about this kind of stuff um, until now. That's now so people disheartening. Are, are coming out. Maybe they're retired and they're able to talk about it. <clears throat> it's ridiculous. Um, so, yeah, interesting story. Vice, thank you for that one. That's insane. Um, city believes it's being protected by aliens. It's good stuff. So next one we have. This is wild. Okay. Yeah, I want to hear. So about I don't this. know if you guys have heard, but the National Archives has released another series of JFK documents. Yeah. So there was some in October, uh, late October of 2021, that Trump, I think put into motion and then okay. by the time biden's presidency started here they come he released those documents okay it kind of the beginning of the biden president uh, presidency all right so this is the next series uh that have come out and there's a tons and tons of pages i mean just unbelievable amount 13, of pages. Thirteen thousand one hundred seventy three documents <laughs> right which would take you know, I'm sure Oliver Stone's all over this right now. I'm sure he's probably on like five, page 500 at this point, if not more. You know what you'd have to do? You'd have to just scan all those in into a computer and then just use the search word. And keyword. Yeah. I'm sure people are. That's doing the only that way right to get through all that. Jesus, 13,000. Right. 
documents. So I mean, I don't really want to go through any of the documents. We don't have to do that at all. But Let's what I found, level. but what I found really, really interesting is if you kind of scroll down the, I mean, it's right here in the article, um, but it talks about uh, Section Five of the JFK Act, and this was what, what the, I found on, really hold on, interesting. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Can we just? What is the JFK Act? So the JFK Act was started in 1992. It was a law that was passed to start releasing the internal documents with the entire JFK assassination in terms of the Senate hearings, the Warren Commission report. Um, You know, there were Senate hearings in the 1970s, which Tom O'Neill talks about a little bit in that chaos book about Charles Manson and like some of the stuff, how a lot of that stuff tied in with with the Senate hearings about JFK. Things that he was researching came up during those Senate hearings as well. But basically the senator that led it, I mean, the consensus was that there was some kind of conspiracy. So it was like, you know, 12, 13 years after it had happened, all this time passes. And in in the 1970s, they the senator just I forget his name. Kind of reopened everything. So when that happened, no one had seen the Zapruder film ever. Say it again. Until the Zapruder film. That didn't come out until 92 or no, later? No, 1970s. 1976. 76. So that's when the Senate hearings happened. Oh, that kind of opened everything back okay. up first. Then in okay. 1992 is when they started finally getting all these other documents released from the National Archive. Wow. And so... You kind of had this slow, slow process of this information getting out. the reason that we can't just out. get them all at once right when it happened? Well, here's the deal. There's now, 90, since December 15th of this year, there is 97% of the documents have been released. Right. The interesting part, the, 3%, what I found was 97% is 13, the 3%, 000, 3% which a lot. is what this Section 5 is about. And right here on this page, you scroll down, it's the one, two, three, fourth, fourth paragraph. As permitted under Section 5 of the JFK Act, agencies appealed to the president to continue postponement of certain information beyond October 22, 2021, which was, like I said, in October, the Biden administration had released a series before this, okay? Right. So Section 5 of the JFK Act permits, uh, did I already read that? <clears throat> I'm sorry. Permits postponement for an identifiable harm to military defense, intelligence operations, law enforcement, or contact conduct of foreign relations where the identifiable harm is such great gravity that it outweighs the public interest in disclosure. The president then provided agencies with a temporary certification until December 15th of 2022 to allow for a review of all documents withheld in part under Section 5 of the JFK Act and directed agencies to ensure that the United States government maximizes transparency, disclosing all information and records concerning the assassination except when the strongest possible reasons counsel otherwise. Today's release is the result of that review. Section 5 postponement. Decisions now affect less than 4,400 documents in the collection or 3%. So 
if you scroll down just a tad bit more. Only 4,400 documents. Right. It's not much at all, but boy, that's the juicy not stuff. Much. Not much? Not real in comparison to, I mean, 15,000 or whatever, how many pages that just got released. And, and like I said, they've been releasing this stuff since 1992. It's a lot, but in, it's 3%. Why are there that many documents? Dude. There's years and years and years of interviews and things. Like I said, the Zapruder film was in the National Archive, and I believe it was uh, who's the uh, what's his name from? He was on Fox. Um, no idea. Uh, Latino guy. Uh, why can't I think of his name? Geraldo Rivera. Geraldo Rivera. That program is when they played the Zapruder film on national TV oh. for the first time. And okay. that's when America saw the Zapruder film because they'd been holding that that doc, that film back from the public. It was never seen in the Warren Commission reports. There was no mention of it, I don't believe. Hmm. Um, you know, nobody in the public eye or politicians at the time had never seen this film. So they went through a series of Freedom of Information Act requests and so-and-so to get the Zapruder film. And then I think it was Geraldo Rivera is the one that got his hands on it. That's crazy. And showed it to the American public on TV. And so that's when all of this stuff starts kind of the push to get these documents released. And people like Oliver Stone and however many JFK researchers out there that have been making documentaries on the subject since the beginning. I mean, the term conspiracy theory was coined by the FBI COINTELPRO to combat essentially ending any kind of debate on the subject Following by labeling this. someone a conspiracy theorist. Yeah, yeah. To go, that was going against the Warren Commission report. Well, Which is like, you know, the 9-11 commission report. It's That was JF, the If that's what a conspiracy theorist report. is, I'm happy to be one. Uh, <clears throat> like, I mean, come on. Lee so, Harvey is either like, you know, the, the guy who never made it to the Olympics and should have for like, you know, whatever it is, <laughs> rifle target practice. There's something like that in the Olympics. But if you, if you go down no here to... No way. So also posted online today are the letters from the agencies requesting postponement. So if you click on that link, this is pretty fascinating. You have letter to the president from the director of the Central Intelligence, CIA letter to the National Security Council. You have CIA document uh, index, Central Intelligence Agency transparency plan, letter to the president from the... Sec uh, so then you have the whole Defense Department, Department of the State, federal fbi uh or fbi and then so all of these institutions have written the president letter letters to have these three percent postponed past december 15th so there's still because of national security these documents cannot be released so i don't if you go i get to, that they say it's for national security but it's been like Agency quite a while, oh, right? Like what? Yeah. So if you scroll down, Kyle, you can years? see has it been sixty years or all something? the different departments that have basically written the president a letter get in order out to, of here. to get these documents to be withheld. Do we have this in the show notes? So if people are listening, they can go see this. 
We can add it in can the description. Can we link this to the show notes or in the description? Yeah, because I've personally never even seen anything like this. So, I didn't know this was possible, but if you want to go read this yourself, um, so real quick, fantastic. the one thing that I did highlight is just the very first one I clicked on was the letter to the president from the director of the CIA. And so what he basically lays out in this paragraph is, um, you know, essentially telling them, uh, pursue it to your 22 October 20, 2021 memorandum to heads of executive departments and agencies. This letter and the enclosed unclassified index set forth the types of information withheld, uh, I'm sorry, within the CIA records in the collection established by the president, John F. Kennedy's assassination records collection act of 1992. Okay. So it proposes to continue withholding beyond December 15th and the basis for that withholding. So this document is kind of covering that. Um, and then if you scroll down to like basically page two, so basically um, what they're saying is, Hey, we know we had a deadline, they're asking for a continuance. This is what I to don't postpone get. the release of the three the three less. Is it gonna be a continuance uh, until left. like the next person that needs to die that's related so to this cover up? There's like a how... schedule with this act of when these documents get released. That's what uh, yeah, yeah. Now the next schedule, I'm not sure when that is, but they're hoping to so when that comes, they'll write probably another letter to say, Hey, we still cannot have these documents released. To the public, and this is why the redacted information in the CIA's JFK Act collection contains information identifying CIA employees and intelligence sources and assets. I note that to the extent that the CIA JFK Act records collection contained identifying information about individuals relevant to the assassination or where the information was already public or there was no evidence of harm from disclosure. Such information has been previously released in earlier releases made under the act with respect to the remaining previously unreleased names or other identifying details. They are neither relevant to the assassination, nor is there any public interest to be served by their disclosure since the disclosure of the identities of these specific individuals separate from the content of the underlying records adds nothing to the public's understanding of President Kennedy's assassination. Basically, they're saying, hey, public, nothing to see here. There's nothing in here that matters or that is relevant to the All assassination. that letter says is yes. we're hiding something. And this is, well, I'm not going to go up on that limb. I will. At, I mean. I will. Are you kidding? Well. Are you kidding? Are, of course they're either hi- Okay, either it was an act of wild assassination by lee harvey oswald well they're hiding something clearly how does that have global implications or uh, cia implications on that like i'm just saying really how is this they're they're just telling you that the the information doesn't matter to the public or the assassination like we're not going to learn anything basically is what they're saying and i agree with you i mean Clearly, I mean, if there was nothing there, they would have them released. It's obvious. Gives um, me anxiety. And it just kind of goes on. It's, I don't know, four pages, but um, but I found that. Wow. So, I mean, just seeing something like this and 
I barely dug into any of these. I mean, there's just document after document. There's a whole spreadsheet um, where you can scroll down and, and pick, you know, a number of white papers. And right. within those is just pages and pages and pages of stuff. So JFK is just one thing that's was on my radar early on as just like uh, it's as like kid, the, the training wheels adult. of conspiracies. It's, uh, on, it's like the yeah. first one you learn about. Yeah, you, well, that you get hip to, I guess. I think it's one of the most widely <clears throat> acceptable to be debated. Yeah, because for sure. there are so many people still around from that time that you know know the actual story and narrative that surrounded all of that, rather than just you know we're like we know JFK was assassinated. The end. You don't know about all the underpinnings of his presidency and right. LBJ and the CIA and the Dulles brothers and et cetera, et cetera. You know, there's there's a lot going well, on there. So it's tough when you take it in the context of, again, how we grew up. A lot of what they're saying in here is they don't want the names released of either agents or contractors or, you know, these people like Clay Shaw that had these really weird like cia front operations in new orleans that were funding you know cuban refugees and it's kind of all part of that you know scarface story where the the rebels of cuba are coming and um you know it's like hmm. funding the contras the, and yeah they're basically running proxy wars the government's like the wizard from the wizard of oz where he's like just don't pay attention to the man behind the curtain right so you have guys like that that are probably you know these names that are going to pop up and they're all dead right i mean most of these guys are dead that's, that's, that's so they're what i'm protecting saying protecting names from like maybe it's the how could it be perpetuating right that's what i'm saying what are you like the third, third generation of the kennedy assassination and you work for the cia too <clears throat> the guilt by association i don't get it like Unless that did something that I don't, I, I, I can't even imagine that. I don't know how. And it does talk about yeah, it's, protecting their clandestine operations. Some of these documents could literally show them the playbook of how they're running operations. So it's kind of inside baseball stuff that might be in there. That's what these, they're asking, you, hey, this we didn't develop all any of new our techniques the since scenes. the 1960s. I'm like, dude, this is what? It's like saying that our jets. Early 60s. This is craziness. This is but like, it's, it's in there. This is the reasons why. It's kind of like they sound, they sound stupid to me at this point. Like, well, we just don't know. You know, that three. You're not that dumb. I just We're not that dumb. And yeah. we know you're not that dumb. I thought it was an interesting article. I Sorry, you got you me know. fired up. <laughs> It might be the caffeine. I thought it was an interesting uh, little dump. My buddy Mikey T, shout out to him, got got me, uh, put this on my radar. Um, but uh, interesting stuff. I'm not going to say. It's a wild one. Uh, it's hard to put too much it is this. or I don't know enough. Oh, but, of course you not. Know, no. To go back and say I'm not going to go that far, that they're hiding. Some, yes, I will go that far. You know, they there's clearly... 4,400 documents that they don't want you to see. Right. Which, <clears throat> this is their answer and their Occ reasoning why. And it's how about how about Occam's razor for this one? Because these weren't public. Right. The CIA things, director's letter yeah. wasn't public. Right. All That's things a part being of the equal. Too. All things being equal, the simplest answer tends to be the correct one. Something yep. of that nature. And this is the next one here. This is kind of 
pretty incredible video footage coming out of uh, ancient city of Petra. Yeah, that's flooded after today. six months worth of rain in one day. And like we were talking about earlier out there in the desert, you know, you're in those canyons. The flash floods are no joke because there's no brush and trees to well, soak up the, all that water. The, it's loose soil. And the ground's so dry. Just, the ground's right. dry, right? So it doesn't, it doesn't suck right into anything. it. Right. It just rolls off of it. And then right. it, you know, turns into mudslides, et cetera, et cetera. But right. yeah, they said in a Petra's day. down in that big caldera, big, right. big, deep valley. And in a day, they got six months worth of their normal rainfall. So right. they got three inches of rain. On basically hard surfaces with nothing to absorb right. it or stop it, and it's just and then it's running falls. downhill, yep. right? Look, they're in a pretty deep canyon, or uh, um, what'd you call it? Oh yeah, a caldera. So you walk through like sandstone winding yeah. these cool paths. So my cousin right here it, that you see, yeah. that's like the Indiana Jones scene. That my cousin and my uncle actually hallway. went to this a few years back. I would they love did to. Egypt and they did Petra. That's and cool. um, that is definitely on my list of places to go, but I don't want to end up, you know, getting flooded. Right. It's pretty wild. But this is from Seven News Australia. Yeah. Just a bunch of people there. Could you imagine? Wild. <clears throat> so they had to, 1,700 people had to be evacuated. Yeah. Wow. I mean, just like waterfalls. Just look at that. Wow. That'd be that'd be pretty pretty wild. Rube, I don't need any licks, buddy. I'm clean. Nope, I'm good. Okay, fine. And there was a, nope. a bus that Lay was down. overturned. Few people were injured. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> something similar happened in 2018 as well, where they had to uh, four thousand people had to evacuate out of Petra. Um. But yeah, I thought that was just really really cool footage. Uh, just to see the the waterfalls. I mean, I hope everybody's okay, but yeah. I mean, that's I think everybody got out all right. <clears throat> that's some serious serious flooding. You know, obviously it makes a good story if you're there, nobody gets hurt, but yeah, it's it's always like I think I would be a little bit nervous until I got safe. Yep. I like safe. I like to be safe. Right, Rubes? That's why you're my security alarm at home. This is an interesting one too. Although we have, you're faulty, uh, God, lay down. No, no. <laughs> He's obsessed with that yeah, mic. Yeah. All right, go somewhere. Do things. Uh, this next one: Vandals destroy thirty thousand year old indigenous cave drawings in Australia. Go ahead. I mean, come on here. This is, you know, some real big, winners there. And you know, the Aborigines, their history goes back so far. In Australia, I mean, they're, I think they have one of the oldest tra traceable. Uh, They've been there for a long time. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, not a culture that uh, just popped up yesterday. Right. So, you know, their heritage just completely being destroyed here. And look at the lengths that this dude or these folks, whoever they are. Not real sure, yeah. Um in Who southern Australia, vandals have broken into Kunalda Cave and destroyed 30,000-year-old sacred indigenous rock art. The vandals forced their way past barbed wire and dug a, under a steel gate to get into Kunalda's cave uh, where they it's etched a lot of work graffiti. To vandalize. Yeah. Etched graffiti into the limestone wall over the ancient uh, Nullbor plane drawing. Nullbor Plain. 
The cave is considered sacred by its owners, the Aboriginal Murning people. Yeah, I feel really, really bad for them. Um, that's just terrible. You know, you have a lot of ancient. I just I mean, don't get it. It just happens everywhere. I, I mean, don't. I don't we've understand. We've been to American Southwest and the Albuquerque Petroglyph Parks. We saw it in outside of uh, um, the Verde Valley, outside of Sedona. There's petroglyph parks out there but in where you art- have people putting hearts and their initials into the rock. Do that's it somewhere right else. next to like a thousand year old petroglyph. I get it. Maybe you're you're not you know smart just enough at uneducated. the time. Not, you know mature enough to realize like you want to be cool. It's not cool. Yeah, it's not. It's cooler to just see it if you like that girl or you like that guy you're going with them great tell tell them like take them out to dinner buy them a gift don't mess up something that we can't get back yeah it's really frustrating i mean you have uh i mean when we went to chaco canyon i mean my wife we went and there's a campground in this valley and all around the whole campground right. is petroglyphs everywhere. Right. Little cliff dwellings up in the uh, a little bit higher and you just see people's writing their names. I mean, it's going back years too. And it's like just a whole giant wall of just complete graffiti. I mean, it makes you feel sick. That sucks. And you know, heritage is, is you know, you have ISIS and um, the Levant and, and Mesopotamia, where they're just destroying old temples. Let me throw you a little curveball here. Jackhammering steelies. You think there's a lot of places that have been discovered that nobody will talk about just for that reason? Well, like yeah, say you make I'm a sure. new discovery anymore, it's kind of like a uh, a question of do I want to bring this up? Is it right. going to be received well? Are people going to think I'm crazy? You know, you got Hancock with the ancient apocalypse, and he offers an alternative theory, albeit not, you know, making the discovery of these places themselves, but kind of, you know, in, interpreting them in a different way. Right. But, I mean, it just it doesn't seem that it'd be a good idea. I, I, don't, I don't know that I would bring it up. Like, if I came across, say, I'm in Kentucky hiking or something or down south, find another cave system or find something crazy or an artifact, I don't know that I'd tell anyone. Right. It's kind of like anymore. Well, like it feels places, like seeing a UFO. If you find UFO. an artifact, you are never supposed to pick it up. Well, I'm not saying I would pick it up. I'm not even saying. I, I'm just saying. I don't, I don't know that I would even tell anyone. Yeah. Because what's the, the point? Out. Yeah. You know. Well, here's a great example. Uh, when we were in uh, the V Bar V Heritage Site, right. if you guys have never heard about this place, it's in the Verde Valley Sedona area. We went there last summer, me, Ron, and Stone. We were out there helping out uh, some folks with a live stream. And we hit this V-Bar V heritage site. And there's some interesting petroglyphs. It would be amazing to have that uh, that ranger on the show to talk about know, yeah. uh, first this uh, serpent petroglyph that they have, which they recently, within the last year, had discovered that it actually has winter solstice, sunrise, sunset, Summer solstice, sunrise, sunset built markings into the glyph. built in, built into the glyph. Very cool. So I asked the ranger. I said, "Hey man, have you ever heard of Serpent Mound in Ohio?" He said, "Nope, never heard of it. Oh, no really? idea what you're talking about." I said, "Well, it's interesting because it has the same amount of bends as your serpent." I remember you talking and about that. And it's also a summer solstice, winter solstice equinox yeah. marker uh, throughout the bends. And yeah. he was just like, "Wow, never knew about this." Hmm. So. Uh, at the same petroglyph park, they have 
by the bathroom, this like bulletin board under glass where they have some Xerox copied information, and one of the sheets of paper talked about this Bigfoot petroglyph that they had. Okay? And it, you can't find anything online about this thing. Like the National Park Service, they don't have anything on hmm. when you, you know, those websites are really basic. There's like camping information. Right. They're not it's going, very, they no, don't care there's that like much a paragraph about it. About right. It. Um, Some kind of off color brown background. Right. So tan, um, ranger color tan. And they have a before and after photo. They have this guy sitting there and it was, it was discovered and there's this large foot. They call it the Bigfoot because there's a normal size foot next to it drawn as well. So okay? they didn't remove it? So they came back. They had to go get gear, right? They went and, and, and got this uh, uh, maybe archaeologist or ethnologist or somebody. And they were going to come back the next day or two days. And they come back and somebody had literally chiseled the face off of this rock and stole the petroglyph, the Bigfoot petroglyph. And there it is, this story about it. Couldn't find a newspaper article about it. Maybe they didn't report it. Um, but that's they, there, there it is, the before and after photo. That's crazy. In the park of Bigfoot Petroglyph next to it, rock face completely lifted off, bare bones, nothing there. So they have a picture of this glyph? They have a picture only at this little bulletin board i can't find a photo online really of this at all really and it's the v-bart so the rangers uh we talked to them a little bit about it afterwards yeah and they had like a little thing uh inside the like guest center which is where we saw the the serpent uh petroglyph and then we went back and actually saw the serpent petroglyph yeah um but the ranger inside was the one that was uh no, there was a guy giving us a tour that talked about that. Um, but that's there cool. you go. Bigfoot petroglyph, V bar V heritage site, completely lifted. So that's in someone's I have to read personal up on that. Yeah. collection, black market operation, maybe some rich dude and who knows where. South Africa, Europe, um, you Knowledge know, some, filtration. Yeah, some rich businessman somewhere has this Bigfoot petroglyph in his personal collection. Well, no like, idea. What is it? Uh, is it Hobby Lobby giving back this like tablet that had the Epic of Gilgamesh oh, on it? Oh yeah. Is that? I think it's the, who it was. Uh, I'm sorry if it wasn't Hobby C- Lobby. But the guy that created Michael's or Hobby like a Lobby. Sumerian tablet or something, right? Like yeah. of the Epic of Gilgamesh. He had right. this and owned this, and it, it's like yeah, you, you, they, t- you think about it like how much gets looted. They were thinking about prosecuting looted. him, and I don't know if they ever did. Well, it's like, dude, this is illegal as hell to have. This was probably looted from some museum in God knows when. The 1920s could have been the 1800s. Guess what? He could have kept it if he didn't tell anybody about it. Was it, it Hobby, was Lobby? Hobby Lobby? Okay. Oh, okay. There you go. $1.6 million of Iraqi artifacts. Thank you, Stoner. Jeez. Guy that started Hobby Lobby, the CEO of Hobby Lobby, whatever it is. Yeah. Wow. So... And if you hear about this Bigfoot petroglyph, you got a crew somehow within that small time frame. There's somebody on it that yeah. knew how to shit. I go out there and try to steal. I don't know how to chip a rock face off. Uh, I mean, I could probably stumble through it, but it was clean. Dude. To do it, it was like this image just was lift lifted off to do it. Whoa, Hobby Lobby's illegal antiques shed light on a lost, looted ancient city in Iraq. What? Mm-hmm. 
Wow. What is that? That's an old one even. I thought I read something recently about the tablet. Maybe it was just because it was just now being returned, but yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I think that article was like not too long ago, but I don't I mean, whatever. I get it, I guess. I don't know. If you had a Tyrannosaurus Rex skeleton, I might want that if I had a house big enough for it. <laughs> God, that'd be sweet. I don't want to be rich to have a Ferrari. I just want to have a foyer where like I could have that cool Tyrannosaurus artifacts. skeleton. And I could walk in and just... That would be cool. That would be really cool. Um, dude, That'd totally. be my whole house. Just that entrance and a staircase that goes up to look at it from above. So, last article here. Uh, this is interesting. The U.S... Uh, USAF officer who touched UFO in Rendlesham Forest says encountered beings from the future. Yeah. Now, Rendlesham Forest has been covered on a lot of shows, yeah. a lot of podcasts. Yep. Um, I could have swore back in the national press uh, release in 2001 that Dr. Stephen Greer had gotten all these former military, active military guys to go in front of national TV. Yeah bunch of big time newspapers yeah it was on like and, c-span and or something told their experience this is way before david it, fravor it's on youtube yeah so we were just but there was one of the guys captain sergeant that was one of the rendlesham forest gentlemen and you know they had top brass come out because this happened like several nights in a row um but they had uh basically it says uh when it comes to ufo sightings in rendlesham forest incident is without a doubt one of the strangest cases in the history of ufology lieutenant colonel charles halt a deputy deputy commander of the u.s air force base retrieved i'm sorry received some information about strange sightings near the twin nato air bases of raf woodbridge and raf bentwaters in december 1980 Airman First Class John Burroughs reported a UFO sighting on December 26, 1980, day after Christmas. Early in the morning, it included hazy descriptions of strange supernatural light, glittering triangular spaceships, and scorched footprints on the ground. There's a lot of weird stuff surrounding this one. Mm-hmm. Well, he touched it. Was it him or was it someone else? Because there's one of them, two gentlemen in this article, and I don't remember if it's him or if it's the lieutenant colonel. But one of these two are out at this ship, and they touch it. Right? And there's there's like uh, said it's smooth, and there's like hieroglyphs, hieroglyphs on it, and hieroglyphs all around it. Yeah, and so like, like a band around it. The very weird parts of the story are that from the Bentwaters control tower, I think. It said in the article they could see this happening in the in the woods or the forest or whatever. Right, and there was shining lights but, down in. Yeah, but then these guys are out there, right, and they're touching it. But they also said like when they walked up to it, it like distorted their shadows in weird ways, like it would walk and their shadows were like bending up, and doing all kinds of weird. I, I the only thing I can think of is like a strobe light of how like you move and you know you kind of see it and it's not I don't know. Right, but they had that. He touches it. And when he touches it, I, th- I don't know if it was the next day or how long after, he kind of like started having this urge or this thought that he needed to write down this yeah. code, basically, mm-hmm. which was binary of zeros and ones. Right. And he writes the code down and it had a message in it. Um, I think it's, you might have to scroll down a little bit, Kyle, or if Mike can get to it. It starts with the very colorful image of like eights and zeros and it's like purple. There it is. So yeah, yeah. So he, he writes it all down. 
And then uh, what did he say? He had it interpreted somewhere. It says exploration of humanity continuous for planetary ad- advance. Eyes of your eyes. Eyes of your eyes. Origin year 8100. Origin year. So this is why they think that they're Time travelers. us from the future, right. which a lot of people right now are talking about this kind of stuff. That a lot of these ships are How strange actually would that be? us from the future. And this must be the time where a time travel device was invented because you can't the theory is is that you can't time travel past when the time machine was invented so because there's no basically the the point cuts off so if the time machine was invented in 2022 you could only travel to 2022 and not beyond come back to 2022 and it couldn't go to 2050 ah there's like some kind of paradox uh theory out there that i was reading about that's really really interesting i mean Uh, i'd have to read it and it kind of makes sense but at the same time like you would think okay if doc brown really invented that time machine out of the delorean then took off one day like humanity never knew he created it so humanity should keep going on regardless of him inventing the time machine but maybe that's why all these uh so many encounters People, you know, Canton recently, Canton, think, Ohio. There yeah. was weird lights shot, and I mean, yeah. we were going to bring it up. It's really, really hard to see, like, I show visually. But the time machine uh, conundrum of like them coming back and say doing that, like, if we want to go down that road, that it is us from the future. Yeah, the, it's 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 maybe something of like it's always been theorized. You know, like you go back in time if you killed a butterfly. You know, uh, Ronald McDonald would have become president. You know. And, <laughs> Hamburger Happy Meals would be <laughs> currency you know, in every school and whatever. I don't know. Instead yeah, of currency. USD, it's yeah. like Hamburglar tokens. Yeah. Ronald McDonald. But so, you know, if you subscribe to that theory of if you're going back in time and change anything that skews it, et cetera, et cetera, which yeah, it kind of makes sense on a certain level. It's like rolling a snowball downhill. So if that's real, okay, I get it. But let's say if they are time traveling and they've just figured it out and yada, yada. But they're also, they realize like, hey, we need you guys to live to be able to get to that time when we created this. Right. So that's why they're coming back to try to help us make it to that Maybe. point. Right. You know, like it's some kind of weird time travel game where but they can't will, do too much. It'll will verge from maybe the timeline that we're currently on, which is, you know, are we it, are we on a timeline of destruction? You could, could look be. around and say, I mean in some senses sometimes like if you look at the dark ages i think we're doing better than they were in the dark ages right now the dark (sighs) ages dude you wouldn't want to live in like 800 ad 900 ad 1000 ad wasn't good time oh i mean you just living in a fiefdom in europe i mean you're essentially just Mm. like slave labor for all the dukedoms and stuff uh i mean it's not a great time i think we're doing better than that yeah i think so yeah technology is has helped like the ease of life like in a lot of ways we're disconnected of course uh with devices and so forth but yeah i think overall it's a much safer i mean people are living quite a bit longer than they were in in the in the middle ages and dark ages yeah i don't even know what the life expectancy was during that uh period of time but i i wouldn't 
think it was very high. But this is interesting. The most ignored part of the incident was the weird time distortions. Interestingly, a video footage was published oh, yeah, in 2018 by the British tabloid newspaper The Sun, where retired Le- Lieutenant Colonel Charles Halt can be heard saying that John Burroughs may have been abducted and that the men were unaccounted for for hours. The video was reportedly taken in 2010 when Halt and retired British police detective Gary uh, Heselstein returned to the Rendlesham Forest for a documentary that was never complete. Uh, Heseltine's wife captured the footage while the two were discussing the UFO incident during a break. Yeah. Do you see this quote from Halt where he says, he, meaning Burroughs, mm-hmm. may have been abducted. Who knows? You know, there is lost time. We know that. They were not on the radio. Right. You've got men out in the forest that you can't, you know, they're unaccounted for hours. According mm-hmm. to the men, time seemed as though it slowed and it was difficult to move. Another odd characteristic was everything was void of sound. Like, there's just no sound, right? That's really strange. And then Burroughs actually confirmed both the missing time and the exact figure. Uh, he said, the fact is our watches were behind and the shift commander said we were missing for 45 minutes. That's like Betty and Barney Hill. So yeah. many of those abductee accounts missing time time's distorted you come back and it's it's like you think like days have gone by but really it's just like an hour or yeah you thought it was an hour and really it's been like weeks travis walton uh you know those kind of yeah incidents they're at the bottom but these are army guys yeah. these are navy uh i'm sorry air force men You'd think they'd Highly be pretty logical well trained. dudes. Very well trained to yeah. know what they're seeing, yeah. especially when it comes to aircraft coming in a restricted air air where they're flying beams of light down into the ground and you know there's stories of like disabling nukes and stuff on bases where they'd come in and in the underground bunkers and they just you know shine a laser down into it and then everything just all the the international ballistic missiles just Disable. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 for so, sure, you know, for the, sure. I think, you know, I think there's some of that with this case as well. Yeah. Um, where it's like, you know, they're flying around. But look at that last paragraph where it says, according to in. the reported account, the unidentified military personnel was among those called to the incident area shortly after the craft landed and wit- witnessed the strangeness. Dembeck writes, as he and his fellow airmen approached the craft, which bathed the area in bright yellow light, the unnamed witness noticed that their shadows were out of sync with their actual movements that were being cast on the UFO that resembled a transparent giant aspirin. Not only did their shadows like bend tic-tac. upwards, yeah, not tic-tac only did their UFO. shadows bend upwards at the head, but as they walked and stopped, the shadows would appear to advance one more pace, then stop. Stunned and disbelieving of this effect, the airmen and others walked and stopped several times, each time noticing the effect repeat itself. Additionally, the third time that they tried this, a light came over the head of a shadow and moved from one head to another. I, again, man, I don't know if I could handle something like that. If you get through, no, you can't have him. Stop. No, 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 that's E.T. You might have to hold him. Scooban. Sorry. Can't Um, have E.T. No. No, Rube. Rube, no, no, no. No, he's our friend. Yeah, that's E.T., bud. Fish are friends, not food. Um, But yeah, I mean... Again, you want to know why people are so freaked out if they have these encounters? If shit like that's going on, if you touched it and it downloaded a message, right. you get abducted, you're seeing your shadow doing the moonwalk in front of you. 
Yeah, I mean, that goes back to the Vril Society when the it's Germans. A lot of strange. Those early secret societies in German culture. Oh, yeah. Were, you know, having contact with these Nordic beings that were sharing That's technology. Deep, yeah. They yeah. touched, they were communicating with yeah. them. They touched the craft. Yeah. And then they're getting downloads. And then all of a sudden, the Vril Society and then the SS and the, kind of the occultic stuff yeah. that eventually got put into. Uh, you know, the, the Nazi party and the whole movement, the underlying force of a lot of that was the occult in the SS. You know, oh. the Marvel movies cover it. It's like... Right, right, right. Uh, well, you know, because the, they actually the, were really obsessed like with Hydra it. Like Hydra basically right. is, is... Well, yeah. Uh, the Vril Society, That makes sense. Um, that makes sense. There's been a lot of secret societies whatever you want to say, groups, organizations. I'm sure there's going to be more. But it's always like, oh, they shared information about what was going to happen that's what we had to you know get the german people behind this and and there's going to be calamities and the world's going to end and and they just blast their minds with imagery of you know what humanity is doing we're constantly warring with each other oh and i think eventually it kind of started off as you know a positive message that these Nordic beings were getting, and then somehow, you know, all that sh- stuff gets turned around into a cult, you know, UFO happens, cults, and then eventually, you know, you have a, a guy like Hitler that just tries to take over the world, um, you know, because they're in, in contact with, like, superhuman beings inside the earth. That was a big part of, like, they went searching in the Himalayans. They did a lot of stuff. For superhuman, the, the, the super race. Yeah, they did a lot of stuff. And, and search for, like, Agartha. Yeah. They were obsessed with those inner earth, hollow earth stories yep. and going to Tibet. And there's documents that the Germans were in Tibet. Yep. Like they're visiting ashrams, yep. looking for weird documents yep. and weird artifacts. That's all true. Um, you know, and, like said, they and a lot of that started with. Th- dude, that's why th- Indiana Jones revolves all around that. Yeah. Oh, The yeah. Third Reich is looking for the Ark yeah. of the Covenant for a super weapon. Yeah, like exactly. The, right. I mean, maybe the bell, they were. The bell. The Glockenspiel. The Glockenspiel. Oh, I'd That's like to have a De Glockenspiel. Maybe they did. Just fast forward, and they are from 8100, and they found out they shouldn't be Nazis. Off world. I mean, that's very utopian, but I doubt that they wised up if they made it to 8100. Right. <laughs> yeah, man, this is this is a, a fun episode. Uh, I like this. We're going to have a good time doing this I think in the we'll have a good time doing this. Once we get and down again, the vibe, you got the stories. I've got... You I know. would love for... If we continue to grow the show, yeah. having folks hit us up with things to with check accounts, out. With stories? Just, yeah, let us know. Hey, that'd you know, be great. Come across something. Because I can share, only read and see so much DM and, and listen Instagram. to Mikey tell me hit it up, craziness. Hit us up on Facebook. Yeah. We'll put it in do. our Matter Most thread. Yeah. Uh, you know, shout out to our buddy that, you know, runs the, the Matter Most server and yeah. all the great stuff he's been helping us out with. Absolutely. Uh, with with everything we've been doing. Absolutely. Um, it's been fun. Uh, a huge, huge benefit. But, uh, yeah, good times. Yeah. Strange happenings. Pilot. I, I think like that's it. a wrap. That's pretty good. <laughs> Ruben agrees. <laughs> yeah, it's a cut. Um, you guys can find us on the Strange Road uh, at the Strange Road. Um, you can find us on Twitter. I'm on We're Instagram all as over well. The place. Yeah, um, Bub Sp- underscore Ranley or uh, at Bub Ranley on Twitter. 
Uh, Spiral Mikey, uh, if you want to hit me up, really the Strange Road account at the Strange Road is where you'll be able to DM me on Instagram and and get a hold of me. Yeah. Um, Kyle is uh, at Kyle Stonard on Instagram. Um, we're gonna be starting a Facebook group, I think, really soon. Yeah. Right now we have a Facebook page, which kind of you know it's we're posting stuff. We would love to be able to. You know, have a group of people that can kind of jump in there and, yeah. and, and send us information. Right. Um, but, uh, again, thank you all for watching, tuning in. Appreciate Much you. love. Yeah. We've, we've appreciated uh, everything here lately with uh, uh, viewership, up. interaction, yeah, people subscribing to the YouTube, just people watching, yeah. listening, hopefully enjoying yeah. uh, what we're doing. It makes it all worth it. And if you have... Uh, topics or things you want us to look into that we don't know about again let us know that'd be great yep all right guys be good bye